0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Zero Today. I am your humble host, Dr. Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation, promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming. I gotta get that fixed. (laughs) Promoting a knowledge that's engaging and transforming and empowering you, our listeners to knowing and impacting the world around you. I am in quarantine, like many people, social distancing, um, practicing social, social distancing amidst this coronavirus pandemic. All that we are experiencing in this country today, I tell you, it is fascinating. It is truly fascinating what we are experiencing, how we are experiencing it. And, um, you know, uh, this show is largely going to be talking about this, the entire pandemic, how it's impacting people, particularly how it's impacting the black church um, and individuals within the black church. So I don't know how long it's going to last. It might do just 30 minutes, might do in a whole hour. It depends if you guys, uh, we are live. So bear with us in this. Always, you're welcome to join us on this illuminating journey. You can join us on our social media. We're on Facebook, the Zero Network on Facebook. Go there, like that page, follow all that. You can see shows all the way back from some time ago. We're also on Twitter at Zero Radio. Z-E-R-A Radio is the show handle. At Lorenzo T. Neal uh, is my handle, personal handle. You can send us an email, pastlorenzoneal at com. We appreciate everything that you're doing for us to help us in this time. We appreciate you supporting us over the years. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. We are doing better. We're, we're still working on this website. We're, we're coming along. I, I keep, I'm to be honest with you guys. I am lazy when it comes to uh, personal promotion. Not lazy. I just don't like promoting myself. I, I just don't know why. I need to do more at it and, um, one way to do that is by having a website, and you can get your website pretty cheap nowadays and uh I'm looking to do that so you guys can help me out with that and uh maybe somebody will let me sponsor uh sponsor me to get uh to uh get that done I don't know. I'm I'm doing too much. I'm trying to multitasking. Um, I don't know you but I've been I've been in the house most of the week most of the last couple of weeks. I did go to the church to uh do a webinar uh web stream sermon last week. I went in a couple of days uh, to just make sure things were going well, collect mail, you know, stuff like that. Um not too much to do. Uh, and and uh, to be honest with you, I was concerned about this outbreak um, when it first when we first got news about it. I was concerned about it. And I didn't talk about it last week, but you know, I, I know that here in the states we have not been taking it very seriously, and we're we're seeing more and more reasons why we should take it seriously, even though uh the cases are still relatively small when you look at our population in the country is still relatively small but it's still something we should take very seriously and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as time goes forward here in this podcast this, this broadcast and uh I hope that all of us are practicing the recommendations adhering to the recommendations by our uh government leaders. And, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I think some have gone to a stream shutting down a lot. But um if we can be proactive in this moment, I think that's the best thing we can do. And one of the one of the suggestions of course regarding guard um uh, gatherings of not more than ten um no, I, 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 I think it's, I think it's sort of like worth it. Uh, some um, there's a prophetic webinar going on right now. Prophetic College webinar. One of my associate members just sent me this, so I'm distracted by that. <laughs> but anyway, let, let's get into uh this this um. This topic of the day the church's witness amidst the social distancing and um, um what what is our witness gonna look like let me let me let me bring up something um there there have been a lot of churches that have been somewhat defying this this um suggestion to not gather with more than fifty people or ten persons depending on um what your state is um is suggesting now i I said this i said this and um, I said this in um a YouTube video that I posted, and I want to take the sign. If you if you're not following me on YouTube, go ahead and follow me on YouTube. It's the Zero Today Network. I mean Zero Today on on YouTube. It's my personal channel, so I do a whole lot of stuff. And if it seems like I'm rambling and stuff like I am, uh, because like I said, I was doing so much. <laughs> Trying to multitask and um, everything uh, while doing this quarantine, and I started several different tasks. And y'all, if you didn't know, I I have adult ADHD, and so it's hard for me to stay on task. But I am staying on task for the most part. But anyway, anyway, um, this this has placed the church in in an unusual. Um, quandary. Um, I don't even know if that's the right word for it. Quagmire. Maybe that's the right word for it. Do we follow the regulations of the government or do we um, follow what we believe to be kingdom leadership? Because a, a, a lot. Uh, a, a lot of, of churches in, in, Well, I, I'm not going to say churches I'm going to say pastoral leadership Pastor leaders Are Finding themselves Really, really hard Pressed to make the decision Not to have worship Public worship gathering And, and trust me, I understand I wrestled with it And my folks wrestled with it And it, it's just it is what it is, you know. Especially it's difficult because we have to find ways to be proactive in the and it's very different. It's very different. Now let me let me show this share this with you real quick. Um friend did this to me the other day and this is from uh Church of God in Christ. And I'm not sure if it's um, the Church of God in Christ leadership or wherever, but um, it's definitely from someone's Facebook post affiliated with Church of God in Christ. It says, uh, Church of God in Christ, the body of Christ, pray. It's time to pray. And this person lists um, uh, bishops within the Church of God in Christ who have either been hospitalized or have um, succumbed Because of COVID 19 virus. Uh, It says one bishop is hospital GPA Brooks, general board member. Uh, NWLs, another general board member, passed away, um, I guess, the other day, not long ago. Auxiliary bishop passed away last week. Auxiliary bishop. One auxiliary bishop is on life support. Um, bishop J.A. Sheard, who is the father of the singer Kiara Sheard, I think I said her name right, who is also the chair of the board of bishops, is hospitalized. And several other bishops they list are hospitalized because of this virus. We learned also, uh, initially they were saying that 80% of the persons who um, are infected with the virus survive and that most of the vulnerable populations were older persons and children with uh, risky immune systems were not fully developed or had immune issues, system issues. And I'm part of that population. Also, but we're learning more and more people are in the young uh, age, twenties, thirties, and forties are passing away from this this virus. And there are two stories that I want to share real quickly that are very troubling to me, but also um, I don't know if it's how to say it, but it, it, it's encouraging, but it's also very troubling. The first comes out of of Louisiana. There's a pastor uh, in the Baton Rouge area in Louisiana who has defied Governor John Bale Edwards' uh, suggestion or executive order to uh, practice self-distance and practice uh, and and, and, uh, self-quarantine as well as uh, not gather in groups of 50 more. And The first week he he had uh, several hundred persons at his church and they worshiped together and people were in close contact. And then the next week, uh this past Sunday, he had I think they said over a thousand persons there, and again they were in close contact and they were doing it. And in the in the, the danger of that is you don't know who's infected, and the possibility of those persons engaging and interacting with each other. Passing the virus alone increased the the liability for uh, that church and those persons of uh, being infected with the virus. And and I understand, I completely understand. You want to go forth and, and and show faith and believe and stand on God's word and promise. That that's wonderful. We should do that. I am doing that, but I also have common sense. The other story comes from Arkansas, where a church in Arkansas, uh, where it, it, at least 30 members of that congregation uh, tested positive, including the pastor and his wife and their family, I believe, they they all tested positive. And the pastor, and you can find this story on the Christian Post, uh, where the pastor says that... This is not just a virus like the flu. People have been saying it's like the flu. It is not like the flu. It is worse than the flu. And he is strongly urging that all who are people of faith, you believe in God's healing, wonderful, but still be as proactive as you can to to curb the spread of this virus. And I don't know why we make it so difficult. I really don't know why we make it so difficult, but we do There's an article that i um where did I, I just had it um, I want to say it's christianity today um but the article basically states that um black churches are having a a difficult time. A very difficult time um, shutting down or closing up or whatever you want to call it. And the reason um, there are a number of reasons. Uh, Let me see if I can pull this article up real quick. and Please forgive me. Uh, Uh... Well, I was trying to I was trying to find this article, and I can't. Anyway, uh, maybe maybe I'll come back to it. But but here's here's the thing: the black church experience has always been communal, unlike our, our European brothers and sisters. Uh, it it's it, it is birthed out of the need for community, not out of the need for communion, but for community. It was birthed out of the need for connection. And we take more seriously the the, the admonition, forsake not your assembling of self the assembling of yourselves together. We take that more seriously than than uh um less marinated brothers and sisters. We really do. Oh. So, Except here in the South. Now, down here in the South, uh, our our white brothers and sisters are just as serious about church as black folk are. But black folk in the South and black folk in general, when it comes to church, we take it very, very seriously. And um, part of the problem that's what we've been seeing here in these last couple of weeks and i talked about it on my um my youtube uh, video the other day is that for black churches anytime for black pastors anytime we hear something coming from the federal government regarding the church it seems as if it is a an attack against against us uh, OK, so here it is. I, I just pulled up the article. It's on the Christian uh, Christianity Today. It's hard to close black churches amid COVID-19. So you can go to the Christianity Today website and uh, read it. But listen, here here's the gist of it. Here Here's the gist of it. Um, that because the black church has been a safe place for black Americans in the midst of everything. It is difficult to see, uh, to follow the idea or the suggestions not to be, because in the most difficult of times, the the black folk gathered for church. In slavery, in Reconstruction, in Jim Crow, the only outlet for the means of, of – um, of really having a sense of of freedom and liberation in the midst of oppression was the black church worship experience. They could let out all the emotions that they had had to hold in during the week or during the day. Because, you know, back in the day, some churches were open four or five days a week. (laughs) I, I still remember growing up when revivals lasted five days. Instead of the two or three days that we now have, and uh, instead of calling them conferences now, you know, I still remember the morning bench. But that's that's. So the black churches always served as that means of, of 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 communion and community and connection for the black community. And because, because now, you know they have this, this the, the government and and you know leaders saying, look, as much as you want to, you can't gather. And for many, that is that that's basically saying, hey, you're attacking us. You you're 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 infringing on our right. Or, I need in this moment to gather. Here's the thing Um, see, uh, um, congregations who have been meeting, black churches in particular, uh, are gathering because they understood that holding corporate worship is a means of empowering the people amidst the fear of this virus. So they gather together and those who have been still gathering together where they you know where there have not been any suppression placed on, on the gatherings, like in Texas or other other places. I think even in Arkansas, um, and here in Mississippi still, uh though so there have not been a direct mandate. There's still churches who are gathering but not many. Um, they they modified the approach to how they worship it. Uh like I did, I, I I used uh the streaming the vehicles of Zoom and Facebook to uh present a message, teleconference to do Bible study, uh and, and you know, things like that. We just make the adjustments. Uh but there you know, there are some who are doing they have the capacity to do completely virtual services. But it's to them to, to, to the older folk, the people that I serve, it's just not the same as gathering. You know. A lot of them are not the adept to the technology. And so it's foreign to them to just see the preacher up there. You know, I know a lot of folk you you watch the televisions and the televangelists, they probably got accustomed to the seeing the preacher up there by himself. But you know that was produced. That was that was made for entertainment. That was made. You knew that you were watching a program. And yes, you may have got the a, 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 a same kind of sense of being in the worship experience, but it's not the same as actually being in the worship experience. And uh, like the article says, in the black worship experience, the idea of Deliverance—the idea of the idea of God being present, God saving, and all of that in that moment—and being a part, being able to get on the old ship of Zion. You know that, that that is what is cherished among those older worshipers. Not so much as the younger worship, but definitely among the older worship. So now we're we we as pastors we're being forced to exercise a different kind uh, of means to do that so the question I asked when when I posted is um what it, what does it look like what it was what will our witness look like what 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 will it really what would it look like right now and then and after this ends because the challenge is uh as as many churches are are forced not to uh have physical gatherings does the physical building where the physical building matter as much Was the institutional or the organized church matter as much how how will it look after all of this you know our denomination is facing uh, the challenge of how do we have our, our quadrennial our our, our General conferences What would that look like Annual conferences How would that look It's all changing You know It's changing How we do ministry But the question is Will it change our witness Because now I believe This is a prime opportunity For us to To share Our witness Of God's Saving Grace and power We all Are in the same boat No one is uh, Everyone is accessible To this virus Prince Charles got it. Idris Elba got it. Tom Hanks got it. We have congresspersons who have contacted it. And we have even the medical officials and all of the doctors are contracting it. So no one is no one is out of the out of the loop in this, and no one is everyone is is prone to being impacted and affected by this. So what would we do as a church? How, how would we do? I know we're adjusting. A lot of churches are adjusting to virtual. And, you know, some churches have already been set up where there's online giving and people are still providing the, the income to sustain the, the the work of the ministry there. But for the local, smaller churches, you know, like what mine is, mine is a medium uh, church. But for those churches where the average membership is about 20, 15 or 5, and those members are elderly, or those members are uh, right at the poverty level, making just enough to have ends met, or they, in this now, they're being financially impacted because where they were working is not, you know, they're not able to work. So the churches are being directly impacted by this now, but the long-term effect is what would the witness be like? Uh, will people say, well, I don't need the church now? Because, you know, the habit is if you get out of – if you start doing something regularly uh, for a certain amount of days, it becomes a habit. Um, and people stop going to church for a certain amount of weeks, it'll become a habit. <laughs> I'm joking, but it, it, it's true. It's true. It, it will become a habit. The the other thing is that um the second question is. Now we're experiencing this. What will it say to, um. The, the uh, the witness of the church. That um. When people gather together corporately That they become accustomed to functioning In a corporate manner And never really truly develop an individual relationship With God So the entirety of their faith faith rests In their corporate worship experience So outside of the corporate worship experience they get nothing. They don't pray regularly. They don't read the Bible regularly. They, you know, they have no spiritual discipline that they practice regularly and that affects their faith and their practices of the faith. Believe it or not, there are a lot of folk who just go to church just to go. You know, my mama went, my grandmama went, my granddaddy We made to go and, you know, I just don't feel right not going to church on Sunday. It just don't feel right. And believe me, I'm one of those who was like that. It just didn't feel right not going to church on Sunday. But they don't have the personal spiritual gift, I mean, personal spiritual discipline or practices that will empower them and enable them to have a relationship outside the corporate worship. That's just the truth. And so the social distancing should afford them the opportunity to uh, develop uh, spiritual habits or maybe daily Bible reading and daily prayer, contemplative, uh, meditative activities that can enable them to have a deeper spiritual existence when they return To corporate worship, and it goes for the pastors too. You know, Uh, I know. For me personally, you know, we get busy. I didn't realize how busy I was doing much of nothing, but it was busy. And having this time to slow down, not only am I meditating more, not only am I uh, being more self-aware in this moment. But I'm also learning that, that I don't have a lot of the spiritual habits I once had when I practiced as a young preacher, as a kid, and in college. I don't have a lot of that, that discipline, and it is helping me to um, return to spiritual disciplines that enable me to be a better preacher, a better pastor, a better mentor, and a better servant uh, of the people. And I I hope this is one of the things that this social distancing uh, does to the church's witness, that it enhances our relationship internally and externally so that we know as uh, it's behooved by us, as Jesus said, love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, that we have this opportunity to do this social distancing to take that moment to know him. Or her, if you prefer to call it her, I don't. He's the spirit. To know God, fellowship with God, commune with God, and then be empowered. And the second part of that, to love the neighbor, so that we don't become self-absorbed. I, because I, I know a lot of people in the church are self-absorbed in the in, in the corporate worship experiences. It's, it's, about how I feel. And yes, worship is subjective to begin with. So no one person has experienced the same thing in a church worship experience. But we we should come out of this less self-absorbed about what we're getting and come out about how can I better give to my neighbor, serve this present age, my calling to fulfill. What can I better do? How can this enhance the witness, how can it make my light shine brighter to draw persons to God? That's the question. and Well, not the question, but that's what my desire is. I hope that this is a means to a greater end. I don't think this is a the plague. I'm not looking forward to the rapture, uh, just so you know. I know that a lot of people, and I know uh, even though the government is saying it'll switch to a digital currency and i'm not using that and say that's the mark of the beast or i i ain't looking for any of that i i'm simply waiting and i'm living and when christ comes returns however that is whenever that is i believe i'll be ready i hope you'll be ready either way that's my time i i, I like i said i wasn't going to do a long broadcast today i just wanted to get on and i want you to ponder While you're in social distancing, while you're in self-quarantine, whatever you may be doing in in the midst of this corona, this COVID-19, my hope is that as you take this moment, live in this moment, let this moment be an empowering moment for you, a liberating moment for you, so that you could better serve this world. This is a great opportunity. And, and I, I think I was talking to a friend, I say, now, once we come out of this, there are going to be people that, uh, organiz- religious organizations, faith communities that go to an extreme. There are going to be some that become more ultra-conservative. There are going to become some that are going to become more ultra-liberal and progressive. You know, that's that's just a trend that happens. We, you're going to see that happen. But the, the ultimate goal is to better serve this world. Better love yourself and the God who created you and your neighbor. I, that's what I believe this is for. Listen, thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, this is a short broadcast. I want to invite you to um, follow us on all our social media, as I said earlier, the radio show. It's on uh, the Zeron Network, Pastor Neil Zeron Network on Facebook. Go there, like that page and you can see archived shows. You can also uh listen to archive shows on your iTunes uh, any podcast uh, outlet you can find. Uh iHeart is also available. We're on there. Also uh, if you're not supporting us, we want to invite you to support us. Uh you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash Lorenzo T Neal. For a little a, dollar a month you can uh help us continue this broadcast. Uh and uh if you didn't for it anything more any more information about uh how to to give to support this ministry just send us an email pastor neal at gmail dot com and we'll gladly show, share with you other gifting opportunities. We're working to expand the brand and the show. We hope to have some uh, some things to offer to you. Also Might as well do this, put a plug in. If you haven't gotten a copy of my latest book, Reflections from the Pastor Study, uh, it's available on Amazon.com and also on my website, LorenzoTNeal.com, and you can get uh, all books all merchandise there. Uh, I think I have a couple of things there, but also it's available on Amazon.com, both as a Kindle and as a physical book. I appreciate your support in purchasing that. And um. Any stories that I have, they're coming from the Christian Post to Christian Christianity Today or the Old Black Church. Those are the most resources that I use when I'm um, talking about these stories. But I appreciate you so much. You guys have a wonderful day. Uh, make it productive and get in touch with yourself and your family. Have a good time in the midst of all that we're experiencing. My dog is practicing self uh a uh, social distance, and he's in his cage right now. I'm, I'm like, dude, let's go do something. He's like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> but anyway, you guys have a wonderful day. This is Doctor Neil. This is just, it's a little light. I want to keep it light in the midst of what we're experiencing. Be prayerful. Be helpful. Serve someone. Serve God today. Bless you. <laughs>